Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. From the producers of Leviathan comes a stunning new journey, an exhilarating documentary that takes place entirely in the sky. High above Nepal's lush mountainous landscape, a cable car carries pilgrims and villagers and an occasional American tourist to an ancient Hindu temple. This is a remarkable documentary. I just want to say, <laughs> reading the introduction here, uh, it's not like anything I've ever seen before. Uh, it is, and I can't wait to talk to the directors of the this co-directors of this wonderful film. That would be Stephanie Spray and Pacho Velez. Um, um, Mana Kamana captures the conversations of passengers, personal exchanges, anecdotes, sharp observations on the landscape below. And what emerges is a rich, vibrant view of Nepal, an ancient land of traditions, rituals, on the brink of technologically powered future. Stephanie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Steph, that's Stephanie Spray and Pacho. Are you there? Yes. Oh, one, I can't tell you how happy I am just that we've managed to, to cross that technological hurdle, and that would be Pacho Velez. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, welcome to film school. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this is one of those films where it. I ask this question pretty consistently, but in your case, this really matters. Where did you come up with this idea to do, uh, to do um, uh, Mana Kamana? And I'll start with you, Stephanie. Where did this idea come from? Well, um, the idea for the film really does originate. I mean, I mean, why did we shoot in the Mana Kamana cable car? It's thanks to the Mana Kamana cable car. Um, I had been working in Nepal for, I mean, since 1999, and had been filming there since 2006. Um, and then I rode, I went on the cable car for the first time in 2010 with two film subjects, thinking that it would be part of another film. But it was so fantastic and beautiful and magical that it seemed to warrant a film in and of itself. And in addition to that, it answered a lot of the kinds of ethical questions that I've been grappling in in previous um, more traditional documentary work, um, and that in that you could take people and you wouldn't have to necessarily make a piece um, with a narrative structuring their lives. You could insert them into the structure of the ride itself, mm-hmm. and then you could have glimpses of their lives. So, um, and and of course it was magical and cinematic the ride itself. Um, so that I mean that was the idea for shooting in the monocom in a cable car. It wasn't a random idea about oh let's you know find a cable car and make a movie. It was that you know I for me at least as a working both as a filmmaker and as as an anthropologist, it was um, an interesting space in and of itself to kind of like a laboratory to play out different ideas um, and answer questions that were important to me both in um, anthropology and for cinema. Uh, Pacho, so th- there's the origins of the of it. Tell us, uh, tell our listeners, sort of the the logistics. Tell us a little bit about the actual implementation of this documentary. And what, you you mentioned Stephanie, you mentioned being in a cable car. Tell us a little, set it up for us, uh, Pacho. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I was in Nepal with Stephanie for two summers, and the beginning of the production involved um, meeting a lot of people, going to the cable car, 
um, securing permissions from from the manager, and just sort of figuring out the the, the baseline logistics how to how to load the camera into the car, how to position it, um, exactly what we wanted to film, um, how many rides we could shoot over the course of a, of a day, um, and okay. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess for our listeners, and, and you both talk, touched on it, but I think it's important to sort of underscore this takes place in a bubble, in a sense, that you are in a sure. cable car going, riding to this monument, this, uh, uh, no, I'm not saying that right, what is it called, um, a temple, a, a Hindu mm-hmm. temple. Yeah, a temple. <laughs> yes, and, and for a lot of people, uh, so you're in the car with them, and it is an unedited uh, ride from start to finish with the, a variety of different people, and each one of them brings such a unique feel to this film. And again, um, I'm curious how you chose these different. Were they chosen? Did you just sort of ride along? I mean, you're in the car with them. Am I correct? Are you? What yes. are you you're both in the car. <clears throat> mm-hmm. we're, yes, we're both in the car. Um, I mean, we we didn't just show up and then find people on the side of the road. We um, thought a lot about who we wanted in the car in advance. Um, In some cases, they were people that I'd been working with for and knew for over a decade. Mm -hmm. So there's that kind of like ethnographic background. In other cases, we were trying to think of people who would... Um, appeal and also give the film some life, not so that we weren't just giving you kind of like your stereotypical idea of who you would think would be riding on this car. You know, it shot, what is it? Is it shot four? You you meet, or is it five, Pacho, where you meet the, the rockers? Yes. I mean, I'm not sure which one it was, but yeah. Those... Sorry, was that four they... or five? I'm sorry. I didn't uh, mean five. Well, we were just trying to think about how we could structure the film so that we constantly um, work against what your expectations are. So at the very beginning, you maybe don't have any, if you haven't read any film reviews, you don't have, you're not quite sure where you are, where you're going. You don't hear dialogue until maybe minute 25. So you're thinking, oh, am I in for, you know, an Andy Warhol film where we're just looking at people? You know, it's not clear. And then slowly there's this unfolding. And the casting was a critical part of how we, um, both in the editing, but even before that. I mean, you you said that it's an unedited, the takes are unedited, but there are lots of ways that you can think about editing. And Pacho and I were thinking about how the framing mm-hmm. um, plays into that um, and the people that go into the ride. Um, so it's edited, it's, it's, in other words, there are interventions that are made, and yet what, as it plays, it, it comes across as this very, it, it is a simple piece. But um, within that, there was a lot of thought. I mean, we were oh, yeah. editing for what was it? I mean, not throughout for 18 months, but we were working on this for quite a long time, even though it's only 11 shots. Well, I mean, my impression as a, as a viewer was uh, just, the, as you said, the diversity of the people that we, <clears throat> that we watch in the, in the cable car and the reaction. And I am trying to project myself into these scenes in the sense of, uh, is this the first time some of these people have ever been on something like this? Uh, and it, it's sort of I'm, I'm trying to read their their gestures, their face, their 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 what the, what is going through their mind. And that's part of the fun of watching this film 
is kind of placing yourself inside the car with these people to try and figure out really, you know, what's going on with them. Because the first person that we see is uh, with his grandson, I assume, um, that who mm-hmm. that, that first one is great. This man has one of the great faces you'll see. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, and we, I'm sure give give him a name. I want to I want to be able to call him by his name. The, do, do you know what Tubby Lal? His name is Tubby Lal um, Gandarva, and that's his grandson Anish. Gosh. So yeah, that is a grandfather and grandson. That's correct. And, and, is it something that I just imagined? Was that one of the first times he had been on something like this, or do you know? I mean, is it, it sure looked like it? It felt like it. Absolutely. I mean, for them, you hear in, um, I think, the three women, the older women, one one of them says, we've been on the cable car before. So a number of people have been on the trip, and they're quite proud of it. And and we were also thinking about the pilgrims who had been to the temple before, but they'd never been on the cable car. So that was, you know, that's in a number of shots you hear them say, well, it used to take this long to walk, right? Or I'd walked here before. Um, and that offers a moment for the, both the writers and for the viewers to reflect on how technology is changing the landscape and how people are experiencing um, pilgrimage. By the way, I, I think one of the, I'm sure one of the three women said that journey used to take three days by foot uh, uh, to get up to that temple, and now it takes ten minutes <laughs> to, uh, now, so... Uh, Pacho, just in terms yes. of the film itself uh, and your your intent with it, this does kind of blur the line between fiction and nonfiction. I mean, is that mm-hmm. right? Intentionally, you you were looking for for that. Yeah, we were interested in in that line between fiction and nonfiction. Also, in the in the line between documentary and contemporary art video, um, and. Um, my my own background is is as um, as a filmmaker. I have an MFA, and I've done a lot of work with um, theater and with sort of more traditional forms of narrative. And I think that a lot of those ideas, in subtle ways, found found uh, a place inside of the structure of the film. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask you about that in a second, but I want to remind sure. our listeners that we're we're uh, we're talking about the film Mana, and I'm am I correct me if I'm saying I'm saying Mana Kamana. You you said it a little differently. <laughs> How do you say it, Stephanie? Um, Mana Kamana. Mana Kamana. We're open to different <laughs> pronunciations. Well, I, want to, I want to get it right. Mana Kamana. Yeah. Mana Kamana. Uh, and this and the filmmakers uh, are uh, Stephanie Spray and Pacho Velez. Um, this idea of uh, Pacho, uh, the idea of in acting is sort of uh, this sort of passive acting. There's a term for it. I read mm-hmm. in. Is that? Am I getting that correct? That sort of looking into at the audience uh, mm-hmm. and trying to pull reactions from the audience based on and that's a lot of your film is we're, it's like actors staring at the, at an audience is that what is that concept that, that I'm trying yeah, to Yeah I think to... I mean I think there's a kind of reflectivity or or a kind of a, a a loop that's created in the in the in the theater in the in the film theater between these these faces on stage uh, sorry, not on stage. These faces on the screen, and then the the the, the audience looking at them um, in this way. That there's a kind of reciprocity, a, a give and take. Um, obviously, no nobody on the on the screen is is 
you know, those are those are recorded images, of course. So that's not that's not being altered in any way. But there's there's a way that St- Stephanie and I were riding in the cable car right. with the camera, and so us looking at the characters reflects the gaze of the audience members. Right. Well, um, it, at the screen. I mean, there's this for me. There's this mm-hmm. expectation. When I watch a film, I'm expecting actors and or participants, if it's a documentary, be talking to one another. There's this expectation of that that action, the interaction between people. Mm-hmm. And in this film, <laughs> it kind of just turns that around, turns it on its head in the sense of I, 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 I it's not an expectation that I had after you know a little while. I kind of got used to this passive interaction between mm-hmm. I'm watching them watching me I'm I'm reminded a little bit did you see the ever seen the film Bestiaire uh it's a, a French film oh, yeah. the Denis Denis Cote Cote film. film yeah it reminds me of that and also um tell me a little about the technical part of this uh how did you what 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 did you shoot on and uh it was it 16 millimeter did I read that correctly you shot 16 millimeter yeah yes we we shot the film on 16 millimeter it's being presented digitally what was the what was your thought in shooting sixteen with this? Oh, um, so there was a there was a, a conceptual aspect to the to the choice using film. Um, so there's something about the the length of a film roll matching the length of this cable car ride, um, and the sense of of the way that film captures. Time through through movement, or there's a there's a, a constant rate to film, and there's also a constant rate to the to the cable car. Um, or so we thought. Also, <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, is that, so really? we thought. That's um, okay. Oh, sorry. Well, that, that, that's interesting because um, I mean that was this. What's interesting about that is we came into this with that very idea that we'd shoot on film, that we knew that if if we shot 400 feet of film, that it would roughly correlate to the duration of the trip, which we believe to be under 11 minutes. We thought it would be about 10 minutes or 9 minutes. Um, but it turns out, you know, this is the wonderful thing about technology and the, thing, and the technology of, you know, anything that you might work with, in this case, the cable car or of, or of a film camera. You know, sometimes things don't work as you might plan. And the cable car itself, uh, it runs on either generator or electricity, or sometimes they slow it down and stop it. So we came into the film project with this idea of this beautiful structure, um, you know, this conceptual integrity of, of the school of film running parallel to the cable mm-hmm. of the cable car. But it turns out um, that didn't always work out. And we play with that. You pro- maybe noticed at the end of the film, there are two shots where the film rolls out and one mm-hmm. and we use that. Um, I don't want to spoil the no. film, but we mm-hmm. use that as a way to tinker with the structure that we've set up at the beginning of the film. And this is very much we're thinking a lot about um, structural filmmaking and saying we're referencing it, but we're not feeling beholden to it completely. So that I think that the technical, we came into this with this idea, and, and then in the end, as we were making it and through the editing, we realized we didn't have to be prisoners to that idea. So um, we played a lot with, we're thinking a lot about 
time, the time of cinema. We're thinking about also like historical time and change. You can think about that with the landscape of Nepal. Our writers reflect on that, about how that um, their experience of the place is changing due to all kinds of like social and developmental changes. So the film was just, um, made the most sense to shoot on film, whereas on, if we shot on uh, digital medium, it would have been arbitrary, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In a lot of ways, the structure. So, well, this is—I just, yeah, this is just such a, a fascinating film. I really am so happy that I found it uh, and that it's uh, opening today, um, as I understand it, right? It's opening at the Lemley Music Hall. Yeah. three mm-hmm. today go see this film it's just it's really remarkable by the way that film i was trying to think of is called visitors that was visitors. the Reggio film oh that okay it, yeah and uh <laughs> sorry sorry about that randomness but uh i i uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh yeah so but it is playing to opening today at the at lemley music hall three and again it's it's entertaining and it's challenging in a, in a good way the sort of the perceptions that people have about uh, what a film is, what a film is capable of 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 uh, doing, and um, just a thrill. And uh, and I'm so happy for you. And are you working together on 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 something new, or or is or how you what's what's up next for you guys? Oh, next. Um, we're we have uh, separate projects that okay. we're both working on. Okay. Um, okay. I'm working on a, a film that's uh, a. It's a, it's a, I was actually just out in, in Los Angeles for three weeks researching it uh, at, the, at the Ronald Reagan Library. It's going to be a kind of a film about the Reagan presidency mm-hmm. told through video materials generated by the Reagan White House. Okay. So a kind of self-portrait or an autobiography very of the good. Reagan presidency. Very good. Um, well, very good. Well, um, just run oh, out of time no, here. Stephanie's also working on it. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, Go ahead. Um, oh, I, oh, I just continue to, I work with the same film subjects in Nepal, and I'm, I'll be returning um, probably in April or May of next year to, do, to continue that work. Fantastic. But Pacho and I also have this project that's kind of in the closet at the moment that involves um, 3D video in Nepal that we never, we haven't worked with yet. So okay. we could come together to work on that too. So. <laughs> okay, well very, well, very good. Well, this collaboration was outstanding, and I'm, I'm so happy uh, that you were able to find some time. To be here today, it's uh, it's called. <laughs> I'll try it again. Monacamana. <laughs> Thank you, Monacamana. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's opening again today at the Lemley Music Hall Three. Go see it. Thank you guys for being here today. Really appreciate Great. it. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.